Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. Now on today's episode, we're going to go over what I watched in the month of February of 2024. So, hope you all had a nice February. Uh, of course, Black History Month is always really fun time to be able to learn a little something about, you know, a different culture than maybe your own. Um, I know I did uh, pretty much a... a a deep dive into like uh, black horror and you'll notice that throughout the month um, I was watching a lot of horror films that are either created by black folks or who star black folks and all that fun stuff um, but I did fit some other things in as well um, so without further ado let's get started um, so to start off the month I decided to start with a movie from 1972 called Blackula. Now, if you don't know what Blackula is, even just from the title, I guess, um, pretty much what happens is an 18th century African prince, Mama Walde, uh, is turned into a vampire by Dracula uh, while visiting Transylvania. And two centuries later, he rises from his coffin, attacking various residents of Los Angeles. And he meets Tina, a woman who he believes is the reincarnation of his deceased wife. Um, so that is like the, the baseline of it. Um, for me, at least, I really liked this movie. I gave it a four and a little heart. Um, I said the gays at the beginning of this movie are just chef's kiss. Um, there are some like queer characters here, uh, a white guy and a black guy. Um, they're like a gay couple, pretty much. And they unfortunately, spoilers, they, they get killed by Blackula. But um, I just like how flamboyant and bitchy they were. You know what I mean? So I was kind of into that. Uh, I also said this music is fire because the music was really fire in this movie. It was really good. Um, and like overall, I really enjoyed myself with this film. And I think it was like a super fantastic take on the, the vampire genre. And it's easily a fave now that I've seen it. Um, I absolutely believe that. I believe I, Yeah, I, I wrote it, obviously. But like, no, the Blackula actually is a pretty decent movie. I haven't I didn't watch the sequel scream blackula scream but i'll get around to it i'm sure uh but no it was that has pam greer in it actually funny enough but uh and richard lawson but uh yeah no i i really enjoyed myself with this i think william marshall who plays blackula is really good um just everyone in here was like really cool like i really liked it so yeah check out blackula if you haven't already um then uh the next movie uh i watched was uh a classic tales from the hood from 1995 um i really i gave this a four and a little heart if you don't know what tales from the hood is uh pretty much it's uh about this strange funeral director who tells these four strange tales of horror um with an african-american focus uh to three drug dealers um he traps in his place of business pretty much um this is directed by rusty cundiff um who also is in the movie um I mean, personally for me, like, this is one of the best horror anthologies out there, like, bar none. Um, I watched this when I was a younger teen, um, and it has just, like, stuck with me through the years. And if you're at all a fan of horror or anything like that, I mean, just do yourself a favor and just check this out. I, I really, you know, it, it does come on the, um, the streaming services every so often. I'm trying to remember when I where I watched it. I think I saw it on, where was that? Maybe on like Amazon or something, or where, maybe it was on, I don't think it comes on Tubi, but maybe it was actually. It, might, it comes on there every so often too. Um, but I really just like this movie. Um, the first story is about um, 
like this police brutality thing that goes on um, and a new kind of, sh- uh, not sheriff, but a new police officer is kind of, um, he is really like uh, affected by something that happens and, you know, um, yeah, there's some zombie shit in there. Uh, the second story is about uh, a teacher and a little boy. Um, the little boy is experiencing some shit at home, and then the teacher is has to kind of get involved a little bit with what's going on exactly. Um, that has Paula J. Parker in it and David Allen Greer actually in it. Uh, the next story after that is about this like racist ass like uh, politician who's like trying to run for for government or whatever, and people are pissed at him, and he's taken up. Um he has taken up residence in like this old um, house that was actually owned by this black woman and some shit goes on with like some little puppets or something that happens. And then the last story is about a guy who is like a gangster quote unquote and some shit goes on with him. He gets put in prison and then they try, uh, he tries to get reformed in a way. It's just really, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, it, it, Clarence William the Third, who has unfortunately since passed away, um, he's the dad from Purple Rain. Um, but it, it's just such a, a good movie. I could go on and on about it. But yes, please watch Tales from the Hood if you haven't already. It's an excellent movie, um, and it just it stands the test of time for me at least. Maybe for some people it doesn't, but it does for me. I really like this movie a lot. Then I did watch Leprechaun in the Hood the next day, and I will say, um, I don't think I watched a horror movie every day of this month because I just, I don't know, I was tired at some point. Um, but I did watch Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, this is my first foray into the world of Leprechaun, actually. Um, and I can appreciate that this movie knows that it's a low-budget film because it very well does. Um, it's not painfully bad to watch or anything, it might be, like, a fun watch under the influence, maybe, but personally, for me, I gave it, like, a two. I didn't love this movie, necessarily. Um, pretty much, it's about these three friends, Butch, Postmaster P, and Stray Bullet. Um, they uh, loot uh, a local hip-hop mogul's uh, studio, played by, I believe, Ice-T. Yes. Um, and to fund their little demo album that they have, the threesome unwillingly, or unwittingly, um, end up with the secret of Mac Daddy's success which is a magical flute and their gigs instantly turn golden but a bloodthirsty leprechaun and an angry mac daddy um who's icy uh, are hot on their trail leaving a wake of destruction tainted by politically incorrect limericks yeah i didn't i don't know i i didn't i don't love this movie i'm also not like the person who's watched all the leprechaun movies like i tried to watch leprechaun back to the hood and I don't think I actually finished it. I literally went days and days without having finished it. And I just, I didn't feel like finishing it. Because <laughs> they were on Tubi. I was able to find them on Tubi. So I was like, okay. But, um, you know, I didn't really care for Leprechaun in the Hood personally. But, you know, I watched it at least. It's more I could say for the, the sequel after that. But, yeah. And then the same day, I guess, I also watched... um. I may have watched it before. This is a rewatch for me, um, actually. But for some reason, I don't have it as a rewatch in Letterboxd. I don't know why. But anyway, um, it was Horror Noir from 2019. If you don't know what Horror Noir is, it's a documentary film. I personally think it's a very well done documentary film. Uh, and pretty much what it does is it delves into horror genre films that are um, 
you know, the experience of black people within that genre of film and all the things that go along with that. And throughout the documentary, you have all different um, black creators and also like black actors and academics and all this. I really love this fucking documentary. It's so good. It's on Shudder. Um, so, you know, if you have AMC Plus or a Shudder account, please watch it if you haven't already done so. There is also uh, an anthology movie by the same name of Horror Noir. Um, it's actually on Shutter as well. I didn't get a chance to watch that this month, but I'm gonna watch it. I do want to. It's gonna be. It's on my list now, so I I want to get around to it for sure. But please watch Horror Noir. It gives you a good amount of like um re- like recommendations, but it talks about just like it just is really interesting, and it talks about just all the you know, just even black history in general, but also like uh, how it kind of interweaves into the horror genre and I don't know. It's really good. And there's some good faces in it. Like there's some good actors who I just really like. And I love hearing their experience. Like Miguel A. Nunez is in there. Kelly Jo Minter's there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a uh, Loretta divines there. It's so fun, but yeah. So then I watched a little movie from 2002. That's in the interview with the vampire universe called uh, queen of the damned. Very maligned if anything, but it's, uh, you know, it's about Lestat, um, who's Stuart Townsend in this movie. He's waked from his slumber and he is like, he turns into a rock God pretty much, uh, like a rock star. Um, and then, uh, another vampire in the meantime has also arisen, Akasha, played by Aaliyah. And, um, yeah, so Lestat wants, like, immortal fame. His fellow vampires want him, like, dead. And then the queen wants him for her king. And who will be the one to reach him first? And who will win? Um, also, Marguerite uh, Perot is in the, Moreau is in this movie, uh, from Mighty Ducks. And she plays, like, a, um like a researcher at like a university or like a paranormal institute who is like also interested in these vampires and looking down, you know, trying to, uh, not looking down at them, but like, uh, trying to investigate them more, I guess. But yeah, no, this, this movie, I give it a three and a little heart. Um, it's not the greatest movie on paper, really. I missed when it was streaming. So I was streaming it some other way, but I was able to watch it, but I couldn't help but, enjoy like the early 2000s like vibes and looks you know what i mean um also Aaliyah is the bad bitch and there's no notes for her in that i mean i don't care if the cgi is really bad in this movie i don't give a fuck like she was a baddie like and period doesn't matter like it's just it's awesome um so like i don't know it it's not the best movie in the world however i kind of liked it for what it is to be honest but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> the next movie I watched, though, was uh, from Hulu 2018. It's called Puka. Um, I had heard of this uh, kind of from Girl That's Scary a little bit because they did episodes on this and the little sequel it has. Um, Puka, for those who don't know, it's uh, within the Into the Dark series, I believe, which is on Hulu. Um so this guy who's a struggling actor, he gets a job, a seasonal job as a little Christmas character uh, in a plush suit to promote like the hottest toy of the year, Puka. Um, so he slowly develops two personalities, one when he is in the suit and one when he is not. Um, I've heard of this film, as I said already, and I decided to pull up on it. Um, it's a competently made movie to me. Um, the acting was fine, at least uh, from the... like. Uh, 
Nayasha Hatendi, who plays Wilson, the main character, he was good. Um, and everyone in it is like not a bad actor, right? Any real beans, but um, it just wasn't anything to write home about. I don't think I would personally rewatch it. Like I, you know, because how long is it? It's like ninety minutes, so I don't think it overseas is welcome. But it's also like I don't, I don't, I didn't love it. I gave it a two and a half, like. You know, I think it's worth a watch at least, but like, I'm not gonna like probably rewatch it, and I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the little Puka Lives thing. So that's my opinion, you know, but there's that. Then the next movie I watched after this was uh, It Comes at Night, which is A24. Um, this movie is about, well, uh, secure within a desolate home, uh, as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world, a man has established a tenuous uh, domestic order with his wife and son, um, but this will soon be put to the test when a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. Um, so, I mean, this movie has, like, a pretty tense, like, atmosphere, and I could dig, like, the apocalyptic vibes of the movie, because you never really know what's actually going on, and you never really know what the what's wrong with the rest of the world. Um, I just wish we had had more of a scope of what was going on in the world, though. Um, it would be kind of nice to have that, but that's just me. Uh, Riley Keough, who's in this movie, who was also in The Lodge, I think, the year after this, um, is fantastic in the, um, near the end of this movie, to me. Um, she knows how to scream, goddammit. So, like, I just, I, yeah. And, of course, she's had her thing with, like, Daisy Jones, I think, and, like, um, of course, The Lodge, and, like, I don't know, I think Riley Keough is actually not a terrible actress or anything like that, and this is one of her, uh, actually kind of early roles for her so you know that's kind of cool but uh it was fine i gave it a three i mean i wasn't blown away by it by any means um you know and there, there are some people who criticize it more um but i i didn't i mean i didn't mind it you know it was, it was perfectly all right you know uh the next movie after this though uh i actually really kind of banged with and it's a Wes Craven movie uh this is the people under the stairs from 1991 um for those who know what people in the stairs is about uh pretty much this little boy named fool uh point dexter williams but he's goes by fool um he breaks into a creepy uh house in uh a neighboring neighborhood um and it's the family of his like greedy and uncaring landlords. Uh, he uncovers like a really disturbing scenario underneath the stairs. Um, and so I was tangentially aware of this film as like a younger kid, um, or a teen, uh, but I was never actually able to watch it all the way through just cause I didn't, I wasn't all that interested, I guess, or like whatever it was, but I decided to rent this because it was not streaming. Uh, it was actually streaming on Peacock a couple months ago, but I didn't watch it. Um, so I decided to actually rent it on Apple TV. Um, and I really enjoyed myself. This has like a really tense atmosphere in some places. Um, it also has like uh, a campy sensibility as well in some parts. Like there's a good amount of blood. Uh, the effects for the titular people under the stairs is actually pretty good. Um, and the acting is also really good. And it's also really great. I think everyone um, in the movie, like, you know, everything from Kelly Jiminter to, like, Ving Rames to uh, AJ Langer and, like, all these different people, um, I think, do a really good job. Um, I would welcome the remake uh, that Jordan Peele, I think, is supposed to be working on, because why not? Um, this movie is very, uh, again, it's very... Uh, 
very uh it's in your face about like what it's trying to say of course very much about gentrification and um capitalism and all this kind of stuff but i really enjoyed it and it's funny my sister actually hey sarah um she i i um posted that i was watching it and she like messaged me she was like oh hell no um because she has seen this movie before and it freaked her out so i was like okay perfect (laughs) so yeah well that was my um That was the thing I watched. The next movie I watched after this uh, was Attack the Block, which is from 2011. Um, This is about a teen gang in a grim southern uh, London housing estate. They have to team up with the other residents of this estate to protect their neighborhood from an alien invasion. Um, This has John Boyega in it in an early role for him. Also, Jodie Whittaker, who is the first female doctor. Uh... Nick Frost from the, you know, um, Simon Pegg movies. <laughs> He's in there and all that. So this is a ride. I ultimately enjoyed myself with this. Um, I really liked it. I gave it a three and a half. I would definitely give it a, a watch. I think John Boyega is such a uh, a good actor in this. And he's going to come up in another movie later um, that I also really liked. But yeah, definitely give it a try. And um, Attack the Block was really, really good personally. And then the next movie I watched after this was uh, from 2000. It was on Tubi. It's called Killjoy from 2000, like I said. Um, deep in an inner city hell, a ghastly figure is killing off the bad guys, um, a vigilante or a demon. Uh, for the beautiful high school student Jada, that's the question that will bring her face to face with the killer clown Killjoy. Um look listen uh this wasn't for me <laughs> and you know i i say in my little review in letterbox i say if you like trash then have fun you know what i like lurid trash i like trash but i didn't i didn't like this um i've been told that these sequels are actually lurid trash so i might pull up on those i think nathan from i hope you suffer hey nathan um i i have i was told that um I think those are, this is not a great movie, but like the other movies are, you know, actually a little more interesting maybe. So that's cool. But this is not for me. Um, I just didn't like it personally, but you know, Hey, this guy made a movie and I didn't. So, I mean, shit, but I just wasn't a fan. Uh, and then outside of, of, um, kind of my, my, dive into black horror if anything um i decided to watch a little movie um because i got i already kind of had paramount plus but i have the app on my tv now so i'm like okay cool so i can watch all the paramount plus movies and like the showtime movies and everything um so uh both movies from grindhouse are on paramount plus so i decided to watch death proof uh from 2007 so um this movie is, like I said, a part of the uh, Grindhouse movies. Uh, so that is Planet Terror and then this film. Uh, so Austin's hottest DJ, Jungle Julia, um, sets out into the night to unwind with her two friends, Shanna and Arlene. Covertly tracking their moves is Stuntman Mike, a scarred rebel, leering from behind the wheel of his muscle car, revving just feet feet away. So that's like burying the lead, obviously. I'm not going to go too deep into this movie. Um, I personally really liked it. I gave it a four and a heart. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I said that the second half of this 
movie was a good time. Uh, so, like, the part where Jungle Julia and her friends are driving around, like, that was cool and all. But, like, um, I think I way more enjoyed myself when it was... Um, I do not remember all their names. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, it's Zoe Abernathy uh, and Kim... And who else is there? Oh, and Lee. Yeah, those ladies. I liked them. I liked their story a lot. It was fun. Um, and yeah, this movie's fucking wild. And Kurt Russell's in it. Like, he plays Stuntman Mike. Uh, good old Rose McGowan's in there. Love that. But uh, yeah, this movie was a little boring to me at the beginning. But like, um, I was just kind of like, okay, what the fuck? But once it was with the other chicks, like um, on the second half of this, like, I really, I kind of actually really enjoyed myself with it. So I was, I was down for that. But yeah, I'm going to get around to Planet Terror. It's on the list. Um, so I'm going to watch it. Don't worry. It's going to happen. I know it has Marley Shelton in it. And also she's in this uh, Death Proof movie, but only in a little part. But she has a, it's a way bigger thing from what I understand in Planet Terror. And apparently Planet Terror is more about zombies and stuff like that. So I'll get into all that. Anyway, then I decided to watch um, a little movie from 2004 called Vamps with a V with a Z. Don't forget. Um, so I may or may not have listened to the last like 35 minutes of this while I was at my job and not actually watching it. Um, kind of, you know, this is also a movie that has a different name as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember what the name of it is it um sisters in blood or something like that i don't remember exactly but um this movie goes by a different name as well but it's pretty much about these uh female vampires who um like open like an all-night massage parlor um so that they can have people come in and they, they can feed and stuff like that um yeah, I mean, this... I don't know. I just didn't really, like, to care about this movie. Um, at some point, like, I just was... I don't know. It, it's, uh, if anything, like, it's cool to see these, like, female vampires who are these black ladies. That's cool and all, and I liked that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the execution of all of this was, like, obviously fairly low budget, and which is fine, but... I just didn't really like it that much, <laughs> you know, so that's just my opinion, but, uh, but yeah, so vamps, that's, that's what I watched and, you know, you can check it on Tubi if you want to, if you really, really want to, <laughs> um, but then I watched vamp from 1986, which has Grace Jones in it. Um, and this movie, uh, so it's about these two fraternity pledges, one played by Robert Rustler from Fre Freddy's Revenge, and then also um, uh, Chris Makepeace as well. Um, like I said, Grace Jones is in this movie. Michelle Pfeiffer's sister is in this movie. Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Gete Watanabe is also in here, um, which is cool. And then also Billy Drago is in here as well. Um, but... Uh, this movie, uh, yeah, and then pretty much they go to, like, these guys go to a strip club. It ends up being, like, a vampire-run strip club um, kind of thing. It was on Shudder, uh, part of uh, Joe Bob Briggs' uh, Last Dragon. So I was watching that, which was cool. Um, I just said, ah, yes, the beautiful city of Los Angeles, Kansas. Um, because I 
don't even fucking know where this movie is set. I forget. I thought it was supposed to be set in Kansas, maybe, but like maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But obviously it's very LA, but they don't say it's LA, obviously, because they don't want it to say that it's LA. But uh, whatever. It just looks like it. So I was just like, okay. But I gave it a three. I think it was worth a... I, I had it on my Tubi list forever, and then it was on Shutter, so I was like, oh, okay. And I had actually watched some of it already, but I had just, I don't know, got bored and turned it off. So this movie is fun. Like, it's totally alright. Like, it's not a bad film or anything. Um, by any means but it's definitely not that like dynamic or engaging really except for like the visuals of course um but you know it was it was cool it was fine um the next movie i watched after this was uh from last year uh it was the angry black girl and her monster this movie uh it is a frankenstein story as you may have guessed uh so our main character uh vicaria i believe her name is um she's a brilliant teenager who believes that death is a disease that can be cured and after the brutal and sudden murder of her brother she embarks on a dangerous journey to bring him back to life um so i didn't hate this movie or anything um i think it looks really good and it's actually done by uh Bomani um, J Story, uh, who I think they were actually on the Scarred for Life podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So go check out their episode. I think I might have listened to it actually, but um, but yeah, this is like a first uh, directorial effort for this um, person. But uh, yeah, I think it looks great. I think it is a fairly unique like take on the the tale of Frankenstein. Um, it just didn't have the creature in as much as I maybe would have liked. Um, but it's worth a watch. I think if you have a shutter account, it, it is perfectly worth a watch. Um, and it is very much like a, uh, you know, it, it, it's very much that kind of like, you feel like you are in this environment, um, which is like, quote the hood, if you will. But like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't like overly love it or anything, but I thought it was fine for what it is. And of course, just from a first, you know, film standpoint, I think that's, you did a pretty decent job, um, which can't be mad at him for that. Right. (laughs) Um, also fun little fact too, for those who do not know, um, Leia Delone Hayes, who plays, uh, Vicaria. Uh, she actually is the, uh, she is, the, I think, third, fourth, and fifth season voice of Doc McStuffins from, like, Playhouse Disney. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> uh, but she's also, like, a, a... She's, like, a young lady. She's, like, 20 or something. She's young girl. So I um, think she's uh, immensely talented. And so I uh, like to see what else she does, too. Then after that, I watched a little movie from, um, <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It's from 1986. It is called Mr. Boogity. So this is a, um, now, okay. So as, as you've already noted, I've been watching like black horror movies because of Black History Month, which is fine. Um, now this movie is about a bunch of white people who are just like <laughs> running around a house getting scared, I guess. That's pretty much it. Um, so this guy who owns a novelty um, store, uh, who is played by uh, Richard Mazur, uh, 
his oh and also like literally um Chrissy Swanson's in it the little brother from Married with Children David Faustino's in it um and also John Aston's there which is really fun anyway but uh, they move into this new house um and then they find out that it's haunted by this thing called Mr. Burgundy um the reason I had this on my list for black horror quote unquote was that it was actually directed by a black man uh, Oz Scott or Osmond Scott um and he did a lot of like the Jeffersons he directed a lot of those episodes um and it's kind of cool to see that you know in 1986 or 5 I guess when they probably made it um but yeah, this was made by a black director. So I think that's really interesting. And there was also a little sequel as well. Um, the Bride of Boogity or something like that. But uh, but yeah, I gave it a one and a half. I don't think it's worth that much of a watch, to be honest. Uh, but I mean, for some people, it is very much like this um, kind of thing that they really enjoy or, or they have a nostalgia for it. You know, listen, I have The Haunted Mask from 1995 or whatever. Um, some people have Mr. Boogity from from 1986 or whatever. So, but yeah. Then I watched a little movie from 1974 called Abby from, like I said, 1974. This is a black exploitation film. Um, It is about a minister's wife um, who is possessed by a, uh, the God of sexuality uh, issue. Um, an exorcist is then called in to drive the evil spirit away. Um, William Marshall, who plays uh, Blackula, is the uh, exorcist, I guess. Um, and Carol Speed is Abby herself. Um, I think this movie was fucking great. I gave it three and a little heart. Um, it was it was awesome. Like, um, it's a demonic possession movie. I think it's a really unique story. Uh, the performances aren't really all that bad, really. Um, and also, it's a fairly compelling story. Obviously, the execution of like the cinematography was not exactly the best. However, I'm willing to overlook that. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Like... Abby is like wildin' and like she, I don't. It's just like really cool to see, and I just think it's like I thought. I thought it was done pretty well, and it's also pretty easy to find, which is nice too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to have seen this. I would love to see this in like a restored form or something like that. Because um, I think Abby is that girl. It, it is a good little movie, and um, the fact that this movie got kind of buried or uh, because of the exorcist and all this and the thing is and uh i've heard this before but like but i completely agree that like this and the exorcist are two different things um and the fact that you know this movie kind of got buried by the exorcist or, or whatever or you know any sort of legal action was threatened about whatever i just think that's so stupid um because this movie is not the exorcist at all the exorcist is about a little girl who you know gets possessed and all this this is about a minister's wife who gets possessed and she was just minding her business i guess both of them were minding her own business but really honestly reagan was playing with that little ouija board so miss abby over here was not playing with the ouija board but whatever anyway but that's just what I think about that. But, um, you know, Abby is that girl. Go watch it. Uh, then 
uh, the same day, uh, I watched a little movie from 1999 uh, called Ravenous. Um, I have I watched this before, but um, Ravenous, for those who don't know, is about um, this guy, uh, John Boyd, Captain John Boyd. He is like a, a war coward, and he gets sent to this fort in the middle of like a uh, fucking... 1840s like California which is like it's just it's it sucks and uh this guy comes along um Calhoun uh and pretty much some cannibalistic hijinks happen from there um I'm covering this in the show actually next month um I already recorded the episode I just have to edit it uh with a wonderful guest I brought on um but yeah I I love Ravidus. I gave it a four and a little heart. I may have talked about it already. This is a Roy watch for me, but this is movie is so gay. And also just like it's cool to see like Guy Pierce and Robert Carlyle. Uh ooh, y'all, I got my little train spotting um 4K like Blu-ray thing coming from Criterion. Ooh, it's like, coming tomorrow or something. I'm so excited. Um I was able to get it on the flash sale for Criterion, so I'm I'm excited to be able to watch that and you know in all its glory but yeah speaking of robert carlisle but uh yeah no i i really like ravenous um it is on disney plus in the uk i think um it was on criterion channel for a minute um but i really i dig it so you know if you've never heard of ravenous and maybe you're into like cannibal stuff you know take a take a take a peek at it i think it's worth a, a worth a watch for sure then the next day, um, I watched Sugar Hill from 1974. Uh, this movie is about um, Sugar Hill, I guess. Um, her boyfriend is murdered, um, and what ends up happening is that she uh, calls upon this like uh, voodoo queen. Um, she gets uh, pretty much the help uh, by zombies to kill these fucking white men who killed her uh, boyfriend pretty much um and i really liked sugar hill personally i gave it a three and a half and a, a little heart um the jumpsuit that sugar wears is just so iconic it's amazing um but also like this is such a unique story like i same thing with abby like i just feel like sugar hill and also abby as well but like sugar hill I just think was so fucking good. Like, like it's just a unique tale of the zombie, you know, kind of subgenre, but it's also a tale of revenge. Um, there's just a lot going for it. And I am so fascinated. I feel like they made a remake of this and I don't know if I'd want to watch the remake. Cause this gives me all the vibes I need. Um, and yeah, no, Sugar Hill is so awesome. It was on Amazon, so um, please pull up on it if you're at all interested in like zombies or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I definitely would give it a watch. I thought it was very, fairly well done. So, absolutely. Um, loved Sugar Hill. And in the same kind of vein, not the same, same, really, but, you know, similar path, uh, the next day I watched Bones from 2001. This is a rewatch for me. Um, I said, even though the ending is just a little bit odd, uh, which if you know, you know a little bit of how the movie ends. This movie still rips. I love this movie. It's uh, Ernest R. Dickerson, our boy from Demon Knight. Um, our boy who, you know, came out of Spike Lee's camp, you know. Uh, he's in horror noir, actually, as well. 
so yeah, Jimmy Bones is coming back from the dead to avenge the people who fucking killed him and restore his neighborhood. This movie is like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says like about it, like whether they hate it or not. I personally really dig it. Like it's just a really fun movie. Like it's like not really all that bad to me. I really, um, not perfect by any means, I guess. But like, I think for what this was, like it absolutely like, to be honest with you, like it's kind of a little bit better than Valentine. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's saying something. Cause you already know how much, you know, I have an affinity for that little movie. Right. But like, you know, bones is also a really good little horror movie. I just, I don't think it maybe was marketed the best perhaps or, or whatever it was. And, and I think Ernest Dickerson has also kind of said his piece about how that movie was handled, but like, you know, and we can only, you can only need to say that so much until it kind of feels like it's just like something, whatever. But like, I just really like bones point blank period. Um, I'm going to cover it on the show at some point. Um, because God damn it. I just like it a lot. Um, and it would have been cool if the movie had maybe done better or whatever, that it would have been nice to, to see, you know, um, more within that, but it is what it is. Um, the next day after this, um, I also watched, uh, perpetrator from 2023. This movie, uh, is by Jennifer reader. Uh, and it's about, um, uh, Johnny Baptiste uh, is in this movie. Uh, that's her name. And she is a reckless teen who is sent to live with her um, Aunt Hildy, played by Alicia Silverstone. Um, and on the event of her 18th birthday, she experiences a radical metamorphosis, a family spell that redefines her uh her called uh, forevering and when several teen girls go missing at their new school a mythically feral johnny um, goes after the perpetrator so i didn't think that i didn't think i would like this really because i was getting kind of middling reviews on like things with letterboxd or like even just like the little skull ratings or whatever so i was kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna like this really but i went into it but I didn't think it was all that bad of a movie. You know, Jennifer Reeder has uh, directed a few little things here and there, um, you know, and and it's cool that she's gotten this opportunity to to make this movie. Um, it's really trippy. It's very surreal. It maybe isn't for everybody, but overall, I didn't mind it at all. Like, I actually kind of, yeah, I... I think it's at least worth a one-time watch if you don't like it then that's fine but i think it's like a really interesting story um and it's really just fucking weird this is for the weirdo this is for the weirdos y'all okay this is for the people who like it a little weird um who like a little surreal stuff in that you know that's who this is for probably most likely there's some sapphic stuff in here a little bit a little lesbians you know and all this so i mean uh you know I would give it a watch at least. It, it wasn't the worst thing I ever watched, which is nice. Um, so yeah, why not? And plus also you're hearing this in March, it's women's history month. So fuck it. You know, watch it this month sometime. That'd be nice. Then the next movie I watched is a rewatch for me. Um, it was the Slum Party Massacre remake from 2021. This movie is a remake of Slum Party Massacre from the 80s. Uh, Dana, the daughter of the only survivor of a massacre in 1993, is going, going on a little weekend trip with her friends. 
after their car breaks down in the same little town where her mother once fought the driller killer, um, Dana and her friends must come face to face with the man who has haunted her mother's life for the past 30 years. Um, yeah, for me, this is a four and a heart. I want to own this movie so bad. Like, it's truly one of the best horror remakes out there, and I'm not even just saying that. Like, I just wholeheartedly believe it. Go listen to my episode on Sunbury Massacre with Pickens. Um... Because we talk about how fabulous this movie is. A sci-fi TV movie, which technically this premiered on sci-fi in the US, even though I think it was made by like a studio, like a direct-to-video studio. Um, it should not be this good, but it is. Like it just for a movie that came out and premiered on sci-fi, like you would think, oh, it's gonna be kind of shitty or like whatever the hell, but it was not at all. Um, if you're a fan of the original Summer Party Massacre movie or the series of movies, especially the first two, um, you need to pull up in this movie immediately if you haven't already done so. Um, I do think it's worth any sort of hype because it this director, um, she just she understood the assignment. That's the thing. And I just love that. Then the next movie after this was a little movie I had heard of, and it's on Netflix. It's called They Cloned Tyrone. Now, uh, this movie is uh, has John Boyega in it. It also has Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris, or Perry. Um, this is uh, a series of eerie events thrust an unlikely trio onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy lurking directly beneath their neighborhood. Also, Keith Sutherland's here as well. Um, and, you know, this movie, uh, David Allen Greer's in it as well. Um, so he does come back. Uh, so Yo-Yo is played by Tiana Paris. And Yo-Yo being um, Nancy Drew through this whole movie just cracks me up personally um because the thing about uh yo-yo is the um lady in this she uh has these Nancy drew books so like it's just funny that she kind of puts herself as nancy drew a little bit it's very funny but this movie is so fucking like out out of this world in a way like it is so like um you don't even know what to expect with it, but, like, it is a little, like, sci-fi. It's a little, like, obviously a little horror. Um, but I thought it it was a really well-done piece. Like, I gave it a four and a heart. Um, I listened to Girl That's Scary, did an episode on it, and um, they pulled up on it, and it was wonderful. Um, yeah, this movie is just so, like... I just thought it was very well done, especially for a Netflix movie, because you don't always know what you're going to get with those. So I think with this, like, it did a very good job at being a fucking weird ass movie. But like, I really liked it, though. Um, And, you know, of course, the comparisons to something like Get Out could be a little something. But this is also a little different than Get Out, I think. Um, I I see how people could compare, but also I'm just like not everything's gonna be get out you know what i mean like whatever but yeah so i'd pull up on they clone tyrone go in blind not knowing anything about it and just kind of let yourself you know bathe in it it's it's just a really good little movie it's a little long maybe like maybe it didn't need to be as long as it it was but honestly i didn't I didn't care. <laughs> it was you know this movie hooked me at some point and i, I enjoyed myself then I watched, um, let me see. Okay, then the next thing I watched was actually His House from 2020 and Netflix. I was actually finishing this. Um, 
so for his house, um, this is uh, about this couple who is escaping South Sudan. Um, they are struggling to adjust to their new life in the United Kingdom. Um, and then there's like a bit of a haunting going on in this like, um, you know, place that they're staying at. Um, I mean, I personally really like this. I gave it a four and a little heart. Um, his house is such a, uh, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that this was just so, I thought it was fairly well done. And again, for a Netflix thing, cause again, Netflix be, you know, hitting sometimes and, you know, missing sometimes. But I do think that this movie is just such a interesting ghost tale. It's such an interesting haunted house quote movie, I guess. Um, but I really liked it. Um, and yeah, uh, if you want to hear more about it, um, I would definitely recommend checking out the Dead Meat podcast, who did kind of a two-parter. They actually did, like, history that led up to, you know, kind of the events of what happens in South Sudan with this movie. Um, so they have a whole episode on that, but then they also have an episode on the actual movie. But um, I thought that was really interesting. It was really comprehensive. Pretty well done, actually, um, which is nice. But uh, yeah, and check out any other person who maybe has done a, um, an, a, like an episode, like a podcast on it. Um, because yeah, I really, I liked it. I thought it was very well done and it, it gave me the, uh, even though I feel like in a weird way, like it looked <laughs> like the monster in this movie looked a little bit like um, the Midnight Man from Gerald's Game. But even with that, though, even besides that, like I thought like the actors are really good in it. Matt Smith is in it actually as well. But like I really I really enjoyed myself with it personally. So I'd give it a watch for sure um, if you're into that kind of thing as well. Then I did a little double, I did a triple feature on a, on a Saturday. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Mayhem and Ready or Not. So Mayhem is from 2017. Ready or Not is from 2019. Mayhem is by Joe Lynch. This is about a virus that spreads through an office complex. Um, and it has uh, Stephen Yoon from Nope and Walking Dead. Samar Weaving from ready or not and also like scream six um i've talked about this movie before i think but i actually did these for an upcoming podcast appearance that i made um where me and the uh, host talk about these movies um i like both of these i gave uh one of i gave them both fours and a heart um i yeah that's what uh, mayhem is about ready or not is about um grace played by smart weaving uh a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. This is done by some of the guys from Radio Silence, um, who did Scream 5 and 6. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed myself with this, uh, so it was nice to revisit these movies anyway. But that's what I watched. Um, but then also, because it came on Netflix, I did watch thanksgiving from 2023 by eli roth now i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not exactly the biggest eli roth girly however this movie i think was very well done pretty much i gave it a three and a half and a little heart um this is about uh what happens is a black riot black uh his black friday riot happens um and then people die as part of that um at a local right mart like a walmart and uh a year goes by and then you know a killer 
is uh, killing some of the people who were involved in that little riot um, in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, it's always nice seeing Milo Mannheim get work. I love that for him. Um, and, you know, Gina Kershaw's there for a little bit, which is cool. Um, and Patrick Dempsey is there trying to have a Boston accent. I'm no one to talk, but, you know. Uh, and also, I do not support Spyglass, um, you know, with their bullshit they had with Scream 7 and just the treatment of Melissa Barrera, um, you know, that they had, you know, so blech. But... I will say at least I did like this movie. Like I thought it was pretty decent for a horror movie. Um, it did not suck like some of his other movies he's had because I do not exactly love Captain Fever. I don't exactly like Hostel that much. I kind of like Hostel too. Like you know, really because Heather Monterazzo's there and like you know <laughs> Lauren German's there. You know, so like that's cool. But uh, you know. And, but I'm not the Green Inferno. I didn't really care about, to be honest with you. So like I, you know, but the Mr. Eli Roth, you you did a good job with this. I will say that. So good for you. But yeah, uh, that was Thanksgiving for me. Um, but it was on Netflix, and so you know, maybe I would own it. I probably like if I could pull up on it. I, I probably would pull up on it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did. Um, and then. Second to last movie I watched was Coraline from 2009, because I uh, just did an episode on that. Um, so, yeah, this is Henry Selleck. It's a stop motion movie. It's based off of a book by Neil Gaiman. Coraline moves into an old house, um, feels bored and neglected by her parents. She then finds a secret passage to the other world where she sees her other parents. Um, and then, yeah, it's some crazy shit goes on, really. Um, and I gave this a forward a little heart. I really like this movie um i think it is beautifully done it is just beautifully shot beautifully executed um the score is iconic um the voice acting is really good like there's not really many notes for me like to be honest i thought this movie was just very well done and i'm glad that i have not been exposed to it i really enjoyed it um, and then the final movie I watched was from 1999. Um, it's because I'm going to be covering it soon. Um, it's going to be my next episode, but I decided to watch audition or rewatch, I guess, audition from 2000, from 1999 by Takashi Miike. Um, this is about a guy, uh, Aoyama. He, um, a friend of his sets up an audition for him to find like a, a new like you know kind of lover or like a girlfriend I guess to then become wife. He then um, catches the eye and he falls for Asami. Um, and yeah, things are not what they seem in this movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, this is on Canopy. Uh, if you don't know about Canopy, if you have a library card, um, you can pull up on Canopy. I will say Baltimore Public Library, uh, Baltimore County Public Library, uh, you know, has some good, good shit on there. Um, so I, I must give them their props for that. But, um, but yeah, uh, I was watching it on there. It was pretty cool. I have like The Living End on there, which is a Greg Rocky movie. Pete Wheatstraw is another one that I have on there. And and then I also have um, that movie. And then there was a uh, Ganjan Hess. That was another one I wanted to watch. So I didn't get around to it this month, but uh, I do going to, I do want to actually finish Ganja and Hess. So I will, I will make sure to try to finish that for sure. 
But yeah, Audition was great. Uh, Audition is a fucking crazy ass movie. I don't think it needs to be almost two hours, to be honest with you. But like, you'll hear more about that in my episode of what you what my my thoughts are on it. And yeah, y'all, that's all I watched in the month of February. Um, so yeah, uh, I also tried watching um, the uh, on Netflix. I tried watching the uh, live action Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I have decided that I think I'm just gonna maybe watch the cartoon instead. To be honest, that's just me personally. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. But uh. You know, uh, and I, I want to try and watch other like TV stuff as well. I just, I find myself watching way more movies than I do TV, but like, um, I do want to, I've, I've said this before, but like, I do want to just like try to also watch TV shows as well. Cause it's just nice to, you know, also have that to, to watch as well. Um, cause I feel like I just, you know, I don't want to throw myself into watching a movie every day because that can just be a little overwhelming and kind of burns you out at some point, um, especially if you don't have like a goal set in mind. But that's just, you know, whatever. But yeah, this is also a fun little dive into just like, you know, black horror uh, really was cool too. I was able to watch some stuff I hadn't seen yet. Um, and so it kind of gave me a reason and I was pleasantly surprised by f- quite a few of them. So I'm very happy with that. Um, and also maybe this month um, coming up, you know, with March, uh, it's Women's History Month, like I said. So maybe I will do, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it every day because that kind of you know burned me out after a while. Um, but I definitely want to maybe check out some stuff that maybe I haven't seen from female directors um and uh try to get that as well with like female horror directors or any of that kind of stuff this gives me a reason to like like rewatch like the invitation and stuff like that maybe so uh that could be cool but we'll see about all that but um but again, you know, and that's what I watched. So, you know, if you want to let me know what you've watched over the month or, you know, if you watched any of the stuff I watched and you want to talk about it, please, you know, feel free to, you know, hit me up on social media, um, Cult Cinema Circle at, on Instagram. Um, you know, is the best way to get in contact with me. You can email me at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter um, if you want to, Cult Cinema Circle. And also on Letterboxd. Follow me on Letterboxd at Jesse Kremp, all one word, um, or just just look up cult cinema circle i'm sure you'll find it but yeah go see what i'm, I'm watching on there and all the stupid little things i do on there um but again thank you all so much for you know taking the time to listen to the show um and can't wait to uh you drop the next episode on audition um and hope you have a good rest of your you know hope you have a good march you know this year's moving along and uh yeah but thanks so much for listening and uh you know catch you next month take care bye